Welcome to the weekly podcast of Crew in Southeast Ohio. I'm Chad Helmer, and I'm happy to be your host this week, and we're grateful that you've tuned in to our podcast. This podcast is produced by Crew, and we are a caring community passionate about connecting people to Jesus Christ. And what that means here at Ohio University and in Southeast Ohio is that God is changing students' lives all across the area on college campuses. And this podcast is dedicated to here dedicated to hearing how our relationship with God has turned a student's life around 180 degrees. And it's why we call it a 180 story that we're here today, uh, that we love to hear. And so today we have the opportunity to hear from Mackenzie Green. Mackenzie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. You bet. So uh, Mackenzie and I were just talking. She's uh, comfortably in her apartment here in Athens. And uh, Mackenzie, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. Where's home? Where are you from? Um, I grew up in Columbus, Columbus, I like to say. When people ask where you're from, and I say Columbus, then they ask what part. And it's Columbus. I guess it's like the city of Columbus, but I think Columbus, Columbus has a ring to it. Columbus, Columbus. <laughs> I like it. So you, you can coin this. You're from Columbus, Columbus, Ohio. So that's great. Um, let, let me pick on you. Uh, where in Columbus, Columbus? Uh, what's What area? What are you close to uh-huh. that somebody might know? I'm not that far from Easton, so. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Well, that's that's nice. I was just up there last week, and so that's a nice area. Um, well, and then what are you studying at OU, and what year are you? Uh, I'm a senior studying mechanical engineering. A senior studying mechanical engineering. Something easy. No, I, I, I'm always <laughs> terrified of, of mechanical. I feel like mechanical engineers who have to do the differential equations and all of the thermodynamics and all of that. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm loaded. <laughs> For real, I'm uh, I'm grateful that you have even uh, 20 minutes to record your story with us. So, um, and then uh, tell us something about you that we don't know. Maybe an interesting fact, uh, some little snippet about your life. What uh, surprise us? <laughs> yeah. Um, so me and my sister had to remix the 12 Days of Christmas for my mother one year. Um, we had to make a video and perform it um, for our family. So that happened. <laughs> nice. The, the 12 days of Christmas. Okay. Which needs remix because it's mostly, uh, it's mostly uh, 12 days of birds by and large. Um, there's just a whole lot of yeah, birds yeah. in the original. So that's yeah. good. Did you, and you had to perform it for her? Yeah. So like she gave us 12 gifts for Christmas. And so okay. it started off like for the 12 days of Christmas, my mommy gave to me. So okay. it's, it's a cringe fest, but it happened. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Very cool. Well, we're, we're glad to have you on the show and eager to hear your story. Um, tell us, what was your life like before Christ? Yeah, so I would say I grew up with a religion. I just wasn't religious. I didn't go to church, and prayer is really centered around food, like for Thanksgiving. Or there's a prayer, God is gracious, God is good, now let's thank him for our food. I won't finish it. No. But that was said on a daily. So if someone asked me if I was a Christian, I would say yes. If someone asked me what that means, I wouldn't have an answer. I guess in a sense, like, I didn't need God to be important because I was doing just fine. Mm-hmm. I had this self-motto of, it's like my life, my problem, so it's my job to fix it. I didn't really want to rely on anyone, including a Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm the oldest among my cousins, and I'm not a perfectionist by any means. But I want to look good. I view myself as the pace setter, the first one I do X, Y, and Z. So I have to run. I'm like, I, they can't pass me. And it was... My senior year in high school, when my life, like my problem, got hard to handle on my own. I had a best friend from middle school stop wanting to be friends with me abruptly. 
And I guess the big deal for me was that I don't think I allow people to know me. They just know what I do. Oh, you're on the basketball team. You play chess too? Is that a sport even? Um, but <laughs> they knew my surface and the person that knew me the most like, called it quits. And I think I was just living as an image rather than feeling as a person. So I went through this like identity crisis because I felt like a lot of what I did or who I was was for other people. Um, it was like for the pace. And I mentally took away my X, Y, and Z and I didn't have a lot left of me. And so um, like freshman McKenzie um, comes into college and, aware, and is aware of this image and problem and I'm uncomfortable, but it's also my comfort zone. So I'm like living this oxymoron of comfortable but uncomfortable. And I like, I thought to myself, like, I'm 18 and too late to be more than what I am. Even if I run, like, will I ever catch up? Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, interesting. Yeah. So, so much about identity. And it's interesting because those are, those are years of life that are really formative for our identity, right? We're trying yes. to figure out who we are, what are we like, um, who do we want to be? Uh, but it sounds like that was pretty disruptive, that friend kind of walking out of life um, yeah. and walking out of your life and uh, just a disorienting kind of experience. Yeah. So would love to hear, tell me a little bit then um, about what changed. I assume along the way uh, you heard the gospel and that had some kind of impact on your self-understanding. Uh, How did you hear the gospel? What was that like? Yeah, so it was sophomore year. I was walking in Nelson and someone asked if I wanted to take a survey. And I'm a nice person, so I said yes. Um, I didn't saw what it was for. And I don't like DVDs, so I didn't <laughs> think I was gonna get anything out of it. <laughs> I was like, oh man. And um, I met in front room with two of my leaders and we went through the KGP. And I, afterwards I wondered what could be the worst thing that could happen to learn about what I say I believe in because I didn't know a lot. Um, mm -hmm. And so for most of fall semester, I just showed up. I didn't really speak. I was just really there to hear and like know what they believe. Mm. Um, and so it was like after fall retreat, I wanted to grow. I talked to someone about my senior year, which I didn't expect to happen. Like I had no desire whatsoever. Um, and so that sort of led me to ask questions and like ask like where in the Bible. And I got to really see their walks with God as well. Um, so like I got more comfortable asking questions and speaking in general because I'm an introvert and um so i was getting to like know god personally as well as getting to know my community more personally mm -hmm. and them getting to know me um and it was like in the spring of sophomore year there's a study over like acts 8 26 through 40 about philip and the eunuch mm -hmm. and we talked a lot about like philip running in his faith but i was super interested in the eunuch because of the desire he had to learn and like the steps we see in his walk in like 14 verses i think a super fun fact is like verse 7 13 Verse 37 isn't in most translations, but it's in the New King James Version, hmm. um, which is like the eunuch proclaiming that Jesus is the Son of God. I would love to know why it isn't in other translations, but <laughs> I just, yeah, it's not. And after he gets baptized, he like never sees Philip again, but he still goes on rejoicing. It's like, so after reading that, it was like a light bulb. Like, Jesus is my Lord and Savior, and if everything disappeared, like, I would still go on rejoicing. And like, it's a forever thing. And so like, he knows me and accepts me for like where I am. That's awesome. That's, uh, 
so, so much to unpack there. That's incredible. Um, for our listeners who don't know, um, you know, crew, we regularly do a questionnaire in the dining halls where we attach a DP dough coupon. Uh, DP dough is a local restaurant that serves uh, kind of pizza calzones, but not everyone likes them apparently, huh, McKenzie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't the DP dough coupon. It, it's almost like it must have been the spirit of God that wanted you. <laughs> Um, yeah. <laughs> to, you know, to encounter uh, a group of Christians who would then sit down and share with you something that uh, that we call the Knowing God Personally booklet. Just a little uh, a little booklet that explains kind of the foundational message of the Christian faith, explains the gospel, um, and it often gets referred to as the KGP, the Knowing God Personally booklet for short. Um, but you started growing in your faith, you show up to Bible study, um, and uh, that's amazing. Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch, the story of someone who comes to know Christ, but then grows in his faith um, in really significant ways. And that that began to shape your identity, it sounds like. This idea of growing in a relationship with God, walking with Him, um, that's, uh, that's an awesome, awesome thing. I, I, love, I love it when there are stories of, you know, we encounter God in His Word, but His Word's living and active, and it does something to us when we encounter Him in it. And so He, he changes us as we hear from Him in His Word. Um, and we should talk sometime about the uh, the NKJV and why that why that verse is there. And it has in particular to do with the manuscript tradition that the KGV and the NKJV rely on in particular that makes them sort of unique translations um, even to this day. And so um, that might be worth chatting about sometime. Yeah, we, won't, we won't bore our <laughs> podcast listeners um, with uh, the science of textual criticism. So. <laughs> um, but uh, so so that happened. Um, mm-hmm. Encountered the gospel uh, in this new way. Uh, Philip and the Ethiopian eunuch. What's life like? What's it been like since then? I mean, how's life been different, especially as it relates to your identity? Yeah, I mean, I'm still trying to figure out who I am. Like the layers of it. There's sure. So there's layers to it. Um, but I know like whose I am, and like that's mm-hmm. everything. And um, yeah, I used to feel like incomplete and striving for something, and like sometimes I still do. But, like, I'm mm. filled with the Holy Spirit. And, like, I have this underlining, like, joy and confidence because of, like, what God did and, like, mm-hmm. who he is. I think identity can sort of stem with, like, pride. And it's, like, a huge thing for me. And, like, that stems with, like, image. I've learned to be, like, more patient with myself and with others, to be, like, more understanding than just expecting, like, in relationships, like, with my friends and, like, with my family. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think season is also, like, a big word in Christian community. <laughs> I would say my season recently has been like surrounded with hard stuff. Um, I've had like big losses in my family. Mm-hmm. We're all dealing with COVID. And mm-hmm. like during the summer, I had a moment where I said aloud, like, I'm broken. And I know we're all broken, but like the intensity I felt when, when I said it was like, it was, it was pure. And like, I might have felt the same way in high school, but like, I didn't have the same support in my community. And like, in Jesus Christ. Um, I know, I think this is referenced like a couple of times in the Bible, but like in Re- Revelations, it says like, tears will be shed, but God wipes away every tear. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I just think that's like beautiful that like life is going to happen, but like God is with you. And like, my life isn't about pace anymore. Um, like this is a journey and I just like want to take God with me. That's incredible. Yeah, I, I love that. And even even thinking about the presence of God there that, um, that he's with us. And, uh, you know, I think about back to the beginning of your story where, um, 
friends might not always be with us. Family even might not always be with us, um, but God promises to be with us. And so I love that even the, even the way you've ended there talking about God's being with us in our brokenness, um, in a, in a season, uh, to use that word where, um, where life feels pretty challenging and, um, challenging for everyone, but even more challenging, um, you know, as things beyond just the pandemic break into our lives. And so, um, so Mackenzie, I love your story because it, it's a testimony of God's presence and his faithfulness to us um, and of the life-changing power of the gospel, that, that your whole disposition toward others, that your self-understanding, which of course is fluid and always being formed as we have new life experiences, but that your, your identity is not grounded in other people. Um, but I love that, what you said, it's grounded in whose you are, uh, that you belong to Jesus. And so just incredible and uh, grateful for you taking time to share your story with us. Grateful for you taking time to kind of think through it and unpack it for us. Um, yeah, it, I think it's been one of the really fun things about this podcast is getting to hear all these unique ways that God enters into and changes our lives, even when we don't expect it, even from filling out a, a coupon uh, <laughs> or filling out a questionnaire that has a coupon attached that you're not terribly interested in. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I really, really appreciate that. I'm curious, uh, what is uh, what does your mechanical engineering load look like during the pandemic? Uh, Mackenzie and I were just talking. It sounds like you do have <laughs> access to labs. Uh, what 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 classes are you taking this semester? Anything that's been particularly challenging? Um, I think mechanical engineering classes, just the title, like makes it seem like whoa. Like one class is like mechatronics, and it's like what does that even mean? Um, but Mechatronics, robotics, and um, heat and fluids. I guess the class with lab is senior design. Okay. Hopefully, um, next semester I will have a movable table that moves in like three dimensions. Whoa! Um, everything goes well. <laughs> That's cool. I forgot. Uh, um, yeah, a pandemic during the senior year of a mechanical engineering uh, degree is not great because you always have these senior design projects, and so. But it yeah. sounds like that's still happening. So <laughs> yeah. Um, and a, a movable table. Okay, very cool. Well, I'll be eager to see that. Maybe um, <laughs> maybe a future prototype on Shark Tank or something. I don't know. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> don't be out. Don't be out. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mackenzie, thanks again for sharing your story with us. Really appreciate your time. Glad to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. You bet. Thanks to our listeners for tuning into this episode of the 180 Podcast, a production of Crew in Southeast Ohio. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like, a share, or leave an encouraging comment, and that will go a long way toward helping others hear about the podcast. The podcast isn't the only thing that we do. Whether you're a student living on campus or if you're still at home studying virtually, we'd encourage you to check us out on social media to hear more about what's going on. You can follow us on Instagram at crew at OU, or to learn more about who we are and what we do, head over to our website, crew at OU.org. We'd encourage you if you visit the site to complete our involvement form to get more connected to all the things that are happening. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next Thursday for another episode of the 180 Podcast.